Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his dear, dear friend who's coming to you from the three rivers, the banks of the three rivers, right? Dave Damashek. What are the banks of the three rivers? What are they? It's Wells Fargo. Wait I'm a, a second. I don't Wait even a second. Know you don't goes. know? Well, first, well, first of all, let me just say yeah. this and we'll uh, we'll get into it here. But uh, happy birthday, Sal. Half oh, come century, on. Enough. Half a century on the big blue marble. You look. Uh, yeah. you look Okay, I guess. I mean, do you are you happy with the way you look? <laughs> no. Cuz I wanted to get down to the same weight as 40, which was nothing uh to to write home about. <laughs> and uh but I, I didn't get there. I do want to <laughs> hear there. about that. Now the but first quiz is, I mean, you're you're yeah. a, a man who's been around for a few years. You can't name the three rivers of Pittsburgh? No, the banks. You say the banks of the three rivers. I want to know the banks. The three rivers of the yeah, I'm on Ohio. The, I'm, I'm, on the, the, I'm on the eastern soil. You're on the east. How many banks are there? Is there just four banks? I don't banks? know. We Is can count them up. I don't know. Like, uh, well, how's that work? Like a six-way intersection or something. I don't know. Uh, well, what don't, kind of quiz is this? Shouldn't you know, know the three rivers? Please, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Name three it. rivers. It's the banks is what I don't know. It's I the Ohio. Okay. It's the Mahogany, and it's the uh, Roberto Clemente River. I don't know. I forget the third one. I don't know. What is it? Right. Well, it's the Allegheny and yeah. the Monongahela. You got, uh, that, that's you got close. Yeah, they yeah. converge to right. mighty Ohio. And as I've said before, I know that that bump state of Ohio has very little else going for it. But that's no excuse that they should claim a river that forms in Pittsburgh. We must change mm-hmm. it to the Lemieux River. Let's make that our big campaign for fall of uh, 2021. All right. I'll we say you, Sal. Also, Sal. Um, is it, does, um, does global warming threaten the fact? Could it go down to two rivers ever? I mean, would we ever, I don't know. Are you ever going to have to change up. your tune with that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, Sal. So, yeah, 50 years on the planet Earth. It is interesting oh. to see people you haven't seen in a while that are our age now, as I have here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, I haven't seen that guy in a while. Like, ooh, geez, he kind of looks old. And then I'm (laughs) sure they think the same thing. When you look in the mirror, though, do you feel like, well, I know other guys that are this age. Like, do you feel like, okay, I'm doing better than they are? Or like, ooh, Mm. wow, wish I had more hair like that guy does or something. Par, right? Par for the course, I think. I think so, yeah. You're nice and tan, that's for sure. My, my. A lot of my buddies from New York are all bald. You know, I don't think I'm getting any taller, so that's going to stay. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you went through this last year. It's weird because we were going through on Laugh Lines the worst things about birthdays. And there's like the early morning calls from the old relatives. Like my Aunt Chippy called at 620 and 640. So when she passes away, it's going to be terrific. I could sleep till like uh, 10, 1030. But uh, and, and then she's in Vegas. She would have called. It would have been three she's in Vegas. in the morning if she were on the east. I know we need to move her to Hawaii. So when she wakes up, it's a normal hour. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then there's the because um, I'm not on Facebook and people know this. So I'm getting texted all day long. I'm so fucking popular. Um, mm-hmm. And you could literally spend the entire day thanking people for wishing you happy birthday but no go, growing old is the worst part about it because you, you're going to run out of these right we're just we're, we're not going to have any of these soon it's right sad. the trade-off is like yeah it's a bummer turning 50 but yeah. there is an alternative that would be even worse to not get there not get yeah. not turning 50 yeah um but and, yeah and uh yeah that's it how that's many it. how many titles over under this is a very long play on sal's deathbed how many titles will his teams have won between 50 and and his death so funny. I thought about this. You just might the get first one this 50. year. You might get this I just one. Thought, How many did you get which in one? your first 50? First 50. Uh, so the Mets was just uh, just 86. Um, and the Cowboys I got got me four, right? Did they get me four or three? They got me three, right? Well, Two if you Bills, count 12. Against, well, did you watch against 12 the against the, the Broncos? Were you yeah, watching nah, that as a little kid? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I was just in like right then. I know you would call me a bandwagoner then. Yeah, I guess. So they got me four, I guess. Right. All right we I, I was back. watching there. So, all right. So that four, so five total. And then the, the four uh, Stanley Cups. Not, nine's pretty good, right? I think that's, basketball, I can't. Do. I think yeah. that's a decent accomplishment. I think there are many 50-year-old fans who are probably looking up at you in the standings right now. Yeah, I think um, yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know. What do you think? You think one and a half for 50 to 75, God willing? <laughs> well, like I say, your Metropolitans are 
Um, oh, I for, thought you were going to say Cowboys. All right. No, I'm not going to say, say the Cowboys, no. We should talk about that real quick while they're Let's on the, our, the tips of our tongues. They're on hard knocks. And my immediate reaction was like, oh, Jerry, why do you like this so much? Why are you the only one who likes this, this hard knocks thing? And then I was looking, and hard knocks teams have gone over their projected win total three of the last four years. Actually, all wow. three years. Because it was uh, the Chargers went under last year, but the Rams went over, and then the Browns went over, and the Raiders, right? That was the the year sandwiched year. You had Baker's rookie year went over. You had the Antonio Brown Raiders that went over, and you had the Rams. So which way do I look at it, Check. Do I look at it, they're 7-14 and 14 this century if you bet they're over win total? Or do you bet, go, all right, hard knocks team. This is a good thing. Well, I always thought of it as a bad thing. There was the dynamic that existed until, um, I don't know, it, it maybe was the Raiders year where you felt like that for, for a long run of the show, I, I could never not be seduced by whoever – was the feature team on Hard Knocks? It was like in a you, positive way. You thought yes. going forward, every time you watch, yeah. if you watch the thing, you're like, "Well, this team's going to be awesome." It's it's sure. a microcosm of exactly what I have said a million times, and I'll say a million at first. In summertime, it's way easier to talk yourself into, "Oh, that team has a chance to be good and be a playoff contender," um, versus like, "Oh, that team's definitely going to stink." Now, the Herm mm-hmm. Edwards, a Hard Knocks with the Chiefs when it was a Brody Croyle versus Brody Croyle versus who was that guy? Remember that QB battle, the all time most yeah. embarrassing, sad, like, boy, how am I going to get excited if I'm a Chiefs fan about Brody Croyle or the other guy getting the starting gig? And, yeah. and every week you, you, you sat on the edge of their seat. Who's got, who's going to get the first string gig for these Chiefs so that they can, can come in yeah. last place this year? Well, you look at it psychologically and it's like they do it in a great way because the, the bad part of the team, those guys are all cut, right? And then you even feel bad for some of those guys. The good part is uh, Accenture and they focus on it. Like uh, aside from the Brody Croyle, you, you pretty much feel good about every quarterback that's featured on Hard Knocks, yes, right? They, I think they paint them for the most part in the, in the best light. Yeah, I think – oh, Damon Heward says uh, – Baby face yeah. producer oh, yeah, Joe. Yeah. That, that's who the that's who the battle was between. Yeah, they've done better since then. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I again, I know for some reason it's. Uh, I, I, I gather that it's an unpopular thing to say. Like I like Jerry Jones with um, mm-hmm. with the way he comports himself with this. Now mm-hmm. I'm very glad as a Steelers fan that the Steelers, who I'm with you, it's like you always hear the Rooney family like we'd love to be one of the teams playing in Mexico. We'd love to play in Germany. Like, what do you do? He's like, what spreads the good word of the sport and spreads, spreads the Steelers brand. Like, nah, don't do that. It's a, it's just going to create a headache and travel yeah. and uh, jet lag and everything else. Just skip that. But I do like that Jerry Jones, he, he reveals himself to be a man in that he, at least as the owner, like when he cuts any bum, they come to his office. He's like, whatever, right. we're going to let you go now. We're going to go get out there and, go oh, yeah. and play football. Oh, he take loves this the camera. A- well, yeah, but that's but uh, you know what? It's better than the way the Bengals used to do it. Like, hey, it's uh, 5.30 a.m., man. Bring your uh, playbook. Go see the yeah. coach. Like, what? Do I know you? Right, yeah. No, I like it. I I, I like the meddling like owner. Like Chippy. I, I Maybe they could do. get Chippy to go around. <laughs> she should be the one. Right. Perfect. Under the cloak. Even earlier. Perfect. No one answers the door. <laughs> get out of here. Bring it. Give me your playbook. You don't get to Take keep that shit thing. and get out of here. There's a bus leaving in 10 minutes. Yeah, she would do that. Yeah, Jerry, I think we talked about it, and you and Hench talked about it on Minus 3 and Spaghetti. I miss the meddling. Oh, we're going to miss the meddling owner. Like, we miss Al Davis already. It's fun having him around, right? We miss George Steinbrenner. Like, the Yankees would have had four managers this year. That was back in the day. It was a little extreme, right? But, you know, if you won the pennant, it was a coin toss. If you were coming back, Billy Martin, Bob Lemon, whoever. But uh, if it was yeah. some incorporated ownership group with the Yankees, you'd be like, oh, it's such a people would lament the right. lack of Steinbrenner. This is Steinbrenner's son. Like, did he learn nothing from the old? I know. You got to no, it's can like despite, Aaron Boone, man. Yeah, yeah, can him now and then bring him back in uh, mid-September. Right. Um, Cowboys 2002 under Campo. Dave Campo. Oh, my God. I remember that. They went to uh, SeaWorld when people were allowed to go to SeaWorld. He went in that crazy. When he was in that outfit, that wetsuit at SeaWorld, I was like, this is trouble. And then Chad Hutchinson was their quarterback. I think he like threw, I think he had like eight interceptions, seven touchdowns, or the other way around. They went... Five and eleven. Then two thousand eight, decent team. Wade Phillips was the coach. You love Wade. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Romo was the quarterback, had a good year. They were nine and seven and came in third in the division. Imagine being nine and seven, the NFC East, and coming in third. Um, never happened again, I don't think. So that's hard knocks for the the Cowboys. Hopefully, you know, we'll get to well, see how fat Zeke gets and uh, it'll be fun, some fun moments. That's what you'll do. Is if nothing right. else, no matter how grim it feels, all you have to do is is put in the VHS tape of Dave Campos, uh, Cal. Right. I, as I've said before, and again, Can't get worse. You just, I mean, like I, I am no fan of the Cowboys brand, of course. What? But oh. there is, it, it's unbecoming. It's like Notre Dame stink, stinking. It's like when Bob Davy coached the 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 Fighting Irish. It's like, come on, this is too good a brand. You can't have this, right. Dave Campo. Cannot cannot be the overseer of the yeah, Dallas really Cowboys brand. This is embarrassing. Campo and Hutchinson. Yeah, really bad. Uh, let's go to Suns. Not not so big market teams. It was uh, Suns and Bucks. This is the series we're given, Dave. And by the way, I, I point out, and that's all I'm doing is pointing out that oh, Silver must be going nuts. Commissioner Silver wants to jump off a bridge with the Suns and Bucks, and then everyone's like, oh, well, only four teams can make the finals in your eyes. Like no. I'm just pointing it out. This is fine. Of course, it's great. The Suns are a really good team. They allow 100, 101 points per game average. They're, they deserve to be there. But I could point out, right, that this is not ideal for the NBA, uh, especially with all the stars going down. And Giannis Shek jumps in not an hour or two before the game, about five minutes before the game, it's announced he's playing. Now, he went from doubtful to questionable to doubtful and game time decision. I don't like this. As a gambler, we have too much money on these games. We bet the race to 10, as you know, on Tuesday. We lost in spectacular fashion again. We were up 8-7. Then we were down 9-8. And Giannis, I think, scored four of the 10 points. He basically came back to ruin our race to 10 because the Bucks didn't win the game, and they didn't even cover. He just wanted to ruin the race to 10. But anyway, what do you think about this coming back? I, I kind of feel like they need to do something here. It, it's just too much money at stake you can't announce this three. Exactly what I that's exactly what I said the other day. Yeah. This is this, we can't really. I mean, this is now. Gamblers have a voice now in sport. You know, and and you really can't. The person, the people who it screws the most is the gamblers out there, right? To do this, this nonsense. Gamblers, fantasy players, yeah, daily right. fantasy, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I, and people say, "Well, that, that's certainly we're not going to." Account. Yeah, you have to. You can't like oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how you thread that needle, but they they do have to do something. You can't. The, the status can't change like this um, minutes before the game. Now, I was seated. Full disclosure in PNC Park. Beautiful. I mean, mm. the finest ball yard in all of baseball. They watch. say that's the best place to watch a basketball game on a. On a phone. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to keep an eye on it, but it was too exhilarating, Sal. It was, I mean, the mm-hmm. atmosphere electric um, against the Braves. <laughs> um, it, it, the Bucks, of course, won that game um, right. when, when the pitcher walked in with the bases loaded, uh, walked in the game-winning run. Nice. Um, by the way, I do want to say very quickly, Jean-Claude Van Damaschek yelled uh, at Arcia in the outfield. Arcia, who hit a home run for the Braves. He's Arcia in the outfield. That's how loaded the stadium was that the outfielders <laughs> could actually hear us yelling at them and uh arcia that was a lucky hit and arcia <laughs> and arcia did this did this to him he turned and stared at him <laughs> he did he stared at him yes that was good in audio that's good for a podcast yeah i know i, I felt that. like i had to thank uh, you for describing the do the play by you could play be a col- yeah you could do a <laughs> color analysis i mean do uh, they let the f- how many fans were they must have had fans there right i mean it's still uh well i, don't oh, know, I think i i July. think i i think i was able to count 78 people no uh, come on so uh, he could have he could have tapped rc on the shoulder and just, the, the security wouldn't just have about yeah just about interesting but, um yeah so um, yeah, that, that, that's uh, less than ideal for the better. I will say that I do like the Suns to continue this role, although the people predicting a sweep, I think, are a little over their skis. I think that the Bucks will yeah. get at least one game, but we're basically talking about, then again, the Stanley Cup final has blown up my assumptions about this. Like, once you get the 3-0, the team on the wrong side of that generally lays down. It's like, all right, what are we going to do? Let's, uh, let's go home for the summer. Um, so we're basically betting on the Bucks to win either game two or game three. If you don't believe that the Suns are going to sweep here, right? You're basically 118-105. Yeah, well, first of all, with the Giannis thing, I think there needs to be 
my solution without having thought about it too much, have a doctor, maybe Dr. Fauci come out an hour before the game and announce right. it. And it could be just another big event in your day, you know? I see. If one, one is, right? Because uh, an hour, just give us one hour. Um, for finals champions, yeah, Suns are minus 300 to win it all. <laughs> the Bucks are plus 240. If you like that, uh, you know, everybody, Suns and four. What happens to this guy, by the way? Does he go away? He's now doing something. Joel, what did you find, babyface? You found, he says, he's now doing like appearances, right? Well, someone <laughs> sent me this. He's doing some kind of appearances. But anyway, Suns and four to sweep is plus he's 550. signing autographs. Yeah, he's got yeah. like a whole booth now. But I don't know how long this lasts. Plus 550 for Suns and four. I think he gets a, a ring, Sal. Sal, do you think they give him a yeah, ring? Yeah, that's what he needs. Seriously. It, I mean, he's going to be bashing people in the head with this ring. Do they want to be responsible for the Suns? I think they should consider themselves lucky and move on from him. But Suns and six is what I had. And right now that number is at plus 440. It was plus 450 yesterday. So they're still expecting the Bucks to steal a game or two. A um, lot of fun. You know, Giannis went out there and... He played, like I said, that race to 10, he just kind of killed me at four points. Went to the line, still no good from the line. Seven for 12, 20 points, uh, 15 rebounds. But the MVP race for the Suns, obviously, everyone talking about Chris Paul, 32 points, nine assists, four rebounds. And then he got eight and 22 points, 19 rebounds. Insane. And then he got Booker, 27 points, six assists. Like 27 and six assists, you would think would be the best outing uh, out of all of them. But no, those three, it's going to be tough to pick one out of those three. Well, Eddie Spaghetti, shout out to him. He's not just picking home run uh, hitters in MLB. Mm. He picked uh, Aiton to take it. I think ultimately, yeah, he's going to have to keep putting up those yeah. massive double-double numbers in order to take it from Chris Paul. who's Yeah, because every story is Chris Paul right, after a right. win, right? He I, Now he's two games away. Now he's three games away, right? Paul minus 140, Booker plus 550, and Aiton. 10 to 1, Giannis 5 to 1. I will yeah. say this. The nimble media in perpetuating positive sort of PR for its sports, it is funny. Like, if you got in, you don't have to get in a Wayback machine. Just go get in a six weeks ago machine. And did anybody mm -hmm. really give a crap? Did anybody have any passion for Chris Paul winning a title? Like, one thing that we must resolve in our sports world here. You no. see Chris Paul. He does. He like was anybody like is you know it's one thing if you're John Elway. It's not. People are treating this as like thank goodness justice. Chris yeah. Paul's gonna like all right okay good for Chris Paul nice. Um, well, how about LeBron? LeBron outwardly rooting for him in the Suns now. The team that uh, destroyed him, you know, sent him packing. He's like, yep, it's all Chris Paul now. Like, wow, that's. It's a little weird. I mean, you know, I guess if I guess see that. some of his, uh, yeah, Chris Paul, I mean, uh, LeBron's one of his buddies and all that. It's just very yeah. strange the way the media has picked up on this is like, this is this. Cause I guess it, it speaks to what you said five minutes ago, much to the chagrin of other people who are getting upset. Like, why can't you enjoy this? Cause it's not the best it could have been. That's mm -hmm. why. That's all. Like, why, I'm gonna, like, why can't you enjoy? Why does it have to be all the high end teams? Cause that's what's fun about sports. That's what that's yeah, right. what, what's that? He's spaghetti. And these uh, vapid cynics, what are they talking about? Like, check, what do you, why do you, why does it have to be the lightning versus the, uh, the avalanche or the penguins or whoever? Like, why, why can't it be one of these bum teams? Cause I don't want to watch the bum teams win the, yeah, in right. the final if I have a choice in it. I well, at the, the very least, at least you want the stars playing. And right, exactly. Back, that's what so we're not, that's, good. that's not what we're getting to yeah. see. And I do think it's bad news that Booker, I like this quote from, uh, from Booker, who was my pick to get the MVP going into these finals. Chris Paul, He's been a bucket man, and uh, <laughs> and he's he's the greatest leader to play this game. But he's been a bucket for a very long time, and uh, uh, I want to tell you, Sal, you're our bucket. Am I the bucket? You're our bucket. Wow, you're our bucket. I never thought of that. Yeah. Wow. All right, that's the nicest compliment I can get uh, at fifty. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Everybody's going. Uh, how many point God point God tweets have you seen? <laughs> point god who knew i mean really is it really is a, I, I listen i've yeah. i consider him to be one of the the great point guards of the generation i'm just a little surprised but probably I, top you know, five they have six, to talk yeah. about something they have i guess it, it proves they will latch on to something to talk about much like as For we're sure, in a yeah. relative dead spot in the sports calendar i guess or we're coming up on one the obsession with this golf jazz i mean like all right great yeah all cute it's all adorable that's my reaction 
to all the golf jazz with Aaron. Oh, ooh, he's, he's being naughty. He's not answering the question, Aaron Rodgers. And Tom Brady's a stinker. He's needling Aaron Rodgers. Like, I don't, I don't uh, great. Uh, yeah terrific it's all planned i I don't uh i I actually enjoyed it i think this was one of the i didn't see the last eight hole i wasn't following as closely um but uh i actually enjoyed this one more than the others and i'll tell you what tom brady was funny and uh i hate that i hate that tom brady is funny i don't want to know that brad pitt has a giant schlong and is a master pizza chef you know like he's, he's a good yes, looking guy I know what you mean. And yes. he's a great actor you know i don't want tom brady to be funny i want his tweets to fail i want everything else other than the football to do but there's nothing i could do about the football but he's a funny guy and more than one occasion he's like all right here's aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers, the leader of the green bay packers 2021 starter aaron Rodgers, about to putt here Really funny, like throughout, and mm-hmm. and Phil gets in your head. It, they were. It's not a bad match. I of course would like to see Romo, who would you know even up the uh, the stakes. Um, you know, actually what we're watching on on TV, but the golf wise. But uh, but it, it wasn't that bad. What they won three and two, right? Did you say they were going to win three and one and a half or three and two? No, Bryson and Rogers won three and two, so they basically had it wrapped up by the sixteenth hole. I believe, but uh, it was uh, it was interesting up until then. Brady and Mickelson putting. Well, up I mean, you know, obviously people enjoy it, and I'm just being uh, I'm just being silly, making fun. But they they really should. Why not expand on this? People sit around and watch mm-hmm. what's coming up now in Lake Tahoe, where the the best place. So is Romo in that? By the way, I don't know if he did uh, did this year. I'm not sure. He's a guy who would potentially win that thing. Um, yeah, he's been in it. Yeah, the. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was, that's exactly what I was thinking about. It's like, why do we only have, if people enjoy watching this, why don't we have uh, two foursomes or three foursomes out there playing around? Right. Get Romo out there with uh, somebody as well. Keep uh, paying You're right. There up. is a lot of downtime. They could, they could fill it a little bit. After a while, it's like, all right. Our, our friend Kevin Clark wrote about this uh, and basically said, like, Aaron Rodgers is just like the rest of us. A guy who wants to play golf and not talk about work. It's <laughs> like he, he comes off as a dick a little bit, but that you know, when you think of it in those terms, like, yeah, it's true. He just doesn't want to, you know, but also maybe he shouldn't have, maybe he should have thought of that beforehand. Like there are going to be questions about this. And I kind of feel, I know, I feel like the, the Bronco blowhards are taking a step back a little as we approach now the second week in July and he has not signed. I mean, I would be as, Surprised or not surprised if he signed with any other team than the Broncos at this point. Have we heard anything about the Broncos in the last five weeks? First, I still think he stays in the Packers. I think he figures something out and, you know, they stroke him a little. That's what he needed. And he, whatever, he's getting his mental health straight, getting the mind frame. Maybe he just doesn't want to play football. So if, if I could bet Packers or no football, that would be my bet at this point. Hmm. Yeah, I don't buy the no football thing. He cares about yeah. it. He just presents as different. We're used to, you know, yeah, Brady is, a, and I agree with you, by the way, and it is vexing that he's so charming and everything else. And the first thing he does always, you know, he wins the Super Bowl. First thing he does is looks for his daughter to pick her up yeah. and hug her and talk about his parents and, you know, and praise his team. Like, this isn't me. This is the team. But it comes off as more sincere when other guys do it. He's like, no, no, this is the team, and I'm not going to – the whole team's got to be – he does all that stuff, and he he mm-hmm. at least is a master of PR, if nothing else. He knows when there's a camera right. on him the right thing and the, wrong, and the wrong thing to say. He very rarely has misstep when you think about that. Um, Rodgers does step in it more often, but he also is – he's a more sly personality. He doesn't seem like John Wayne, or, and he's not a, a type A personality leader of men like John Elway or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um He's more Little Wayne than John Wayne, but yeah, I know I think that's saying. right. I think you just said it all there. Um, but yeah, I, I so he's a, he's I, I think he is like an odd bird, and I it is funny. I really do think when I watch this thing, I'm, forgive me for wearing black and gold glasses as I watch this thing. Uh oh. All 21st century Hall of Fame bound quarterbacks to a man with a yeah. I'm trying to think. Is there an exception to it? is a pain in the ass there. They, they all look for whatever reason they're prima donna oh. in some way or the other. They want things just so this is like being, I suppose, an A-list celebrity. You get used to um, mm-hmm. a, a certain thing. You don't hear no a ton in your life and everything else. But Roethlisberger just really held. Imagine if Ben Roethlisberger 
was pulling the crap that Aaron Rodgers is pulling. Like, I don't know. Like, where mm-hmm. is camp coming up in three weeks? Of course, Aaron Roethlisberger wouldn't be invited to play in a celebrity golf thing like this. But um, imagine if he uh, imagine if he were pulling this crap that Aaron Rodgers like, oh, I'm so naughty. I don't know if I'm going to play Packers Nation. Like, I don't know, Steelers. Not I may yet. show up. I may not. Like, people would be, this villain. He's the worst guy, you know, Aaron Rodgers. But that's my point. I kind of think, I think that's going to be, eventually that's going to be what the Packers fans do. And the Packers management's like, all right, you want to play this dumb game? Fine. You'll be hated. You'll be hated right now. Everybody's like, all right, we're on your side. We got your back, but it's going to be time to play football at some point. There's not going to be nothing to do in Green Bay. Well, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm the opposite of you. I agree that the timeline now in football terms is getting very tight for him. I still, though, if I'm making a wager on Broncos starting quarterback week one, I am betting other Rodgers over Teddy B and Drew Locke. We were talking about it on um, minus three spaghetti and I on Tuesday and I floated those odds and I can't see them right now. But I still like those. They're not that juicy, really, even if you consider that the guy is uh, technically um, getting paid by the Packers at this point that he's going to wind up over there. But I also think to why have you not heard the Broncos? I wouldn't be surprised if we heard like, well, they're kind of, it's not a hundred percent Rogers. It might be Deshaun Watson. If things broke right there, which they haven't, but did I, did you think, did you see that thing I sent you that tweet I sent you about I, uh, Deshaun Watson not playing I, 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 that threw me for a loop. Highly. Why, why were you so stunned that it, that the odds are so heavy that he's not going to take a snap this year? I thought he'd start. I thought all the criminal stuff won't sort itself out until, I don't know. I don't know why I think this, but there's going to be formal charges in the next six weeks. I mean, this is not FanDuel sponsored or anything, but I saw no is minus 3,500 that Deshaun Watson starts a game for the Houston, Texas. Not the first game, not anything. A game. So he'll be suspended uh, 17 games. I, it's such a weird uh, that is it I'm trying to think like I hate when people say unprecedented when it's like yeah that happened uh, 18 months ago too but I really don't recall anything um comparable to this that you can't run him out there no you there's can't not make, you can't no, run him out on the field right now right if you're the Texans or anybody uh, obviously you can't make a trade for him but if you're the Texans you know, the well, what's what's going to change bad. between now that what I want to know is what's going to change because he's on the roster. He's number one on the depth chart right now. But what what changes? What, between what if he gets now charged? And, and, what if he gets well, that, charged? That's what I mean. So they know September they know that 28. They know, if he gets charged and he just like, yeah, he had a he threw for three seventy eight and three touchdowns and got picked off. And uh, uh, two days ago, and now he's been charged. uh yeah. You know, like it's, well, I, I then you collect on that. the nine to one with the yes. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't know what happens. <laughs> I, I feel like you have he will have to get charged, I think, between now and then. I think that's what's going to have to happen. Well, and also uh, what's his name? Uh, the uh, Cully. What's his name? I can't think of the the, the new, coach, the new coach. Cully, yeah, coach. Like yeah. He could have a big say in that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Those odds. Oh, man. I don't know what they're. I mean, we, do we just pound their under there? I mean, it's probably too high anyway for that division. Now let's see, Houston. There's an over under. The four. Oh, well, it's four. <laughs> it's four. It's like the Mets uh, over under when Degrom pitches. Over under is four wins for the Texans, and there are 17 games. So that's that's rough. I, the well, they they definitely are the anomaly to my overarching point about like man i can talk myself into any pro football team right, right now making that's the, the one that's the out. texans are the one that i am 100 percent sure are not going to the playoffs. yeah year. everyone jumped ship yeah interesting all right so that's the golf we talked about that that's fun bryson uh dechambeau and rogers they were favored uh like minus 180 and they won they beat mickelson i don't like also brady. in a smaller way you're like i don't like brady being funny i don't like that that, that uh, aaron Rodgers has such a lovely golf stroke you know, I know really, it's really good. Really has a lovely, lovely stroke. It's really good. If he could just cut his hair, he'd be right there on tour with the rest of them. I just, by the way, that was a uh, spectacular course. I don't know how much you saw of the backdrop there in Montana. I was texting with Huey Lewis. I'm like, have you played this course? He's like, yeah, it's awesome. It's three hours away from him. And uh, I, without like having water, it's the nicest course I've ever seen on TV. I don't know how it looked at uh and then Three Rivers Stadium there. As I was Central watching, as I was watching yeah. on my little uh, screen there, yeah, it, <laughs> right. it, it looked terrific. I, I could barely make it out though with uh, 
with eating wieners and you know <laughs> iron city lights and everything else while i was going but yeah it looked nice the other thing is you it's nice to when you get to appreciate how great the pros are like brady will hit one about 40 yeah, right. yards from the green and in the like the first cut rough and mickelson's like that's all right partner that's all right i'll get you out like oh you're gonna get him out here you know i don't know you guys are not parring us and then mickelson just chips it like nine inches from the hole it's like son of a bitch how they, did he do that i wish everybody <laughs> could do that and i include myself in this that of getting to see in because obviously when you watch the masters they trick the course up to make it as difficult as it can possibly be and they still mm -hmm. solve it every every year but um they they do their best to really make the course lousy or to to, to put up a good number on when right. you're out there with a pro in any sport, like, look what I can do when I have the time to do it. Like that, that thing of like, oh, I can hit the, the crossbar, I, a quarterback, yeah. I can hit the crossbar from 35 yard. I can stand at the 35 mm. yard line and hit the crossbar. Like, you don't think I can do that? What are you crazy? Yeah. Um, Mario Lemieux supposedly could stand at the blue line and hit the crossbar of the goal nine times out of 10. I like tricks like that, parlor tricks like that. No, the trick is him saying that and you believing it. That's the parlor trick. Right there. He couldn't do that. It's a little he bit like when uh, Jean Un in uh, North Korea had uh, like 10 holes in one <laughs> on one. What yeah. was his name? Johnny Un? Was that was his name? It was Johnny Un. Yeah. Johnny Un. <laughs> um, I forget. Anyway. Well, um, listen, well, I, I rarely get this opportunity, but uh, while you're in the mood to talk about Pittsburgh sports, it is 7 7, July 7th. Yes, I know. Do you want to give a pep, uh, pep talk or something to number seven? You brought him up uh, earlier, Big Ben Roethlisberger. 7 7, it's your day. It's Ben Roethlisberger Day. All I, have to, all I have to say to you is, Big Ben Roethlisberger, you have taken us to three Super Bowls. You brought home mm -hmm. two Lombardis with us. Let's punctuate a Hall of Fame career, black and golden style, before you put on that golden jacket. Let's, oh. uh, let's make a, a quick stop over in Los Angeles County. Let's, uh, let's, the, all you ever hear about for a quarter century is, no one outside this locker room believes in you. Well, guess what? This time, it's 100% right. true. Nobody believes in you, Big Ben Roethlisberger, and mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Save one, Dave Damashek. For the rest of you, it's oh. the Venge Tour 2021. Get on board or get out <laughs> the way. Baker Mayfield's going to win the division. Please, come on. Here, I like it. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, my kids have said I've got a Pittsburgh accent now. They're like, what? got out. They're like, since you got out here, your Pittsburgh accent's gotten much worse now, Dad. I'm like, you got see? that now, too, California. Anyway, yes, go ahead, Sam. That's right. Wait till they see what happens to them when they return home. It's gonna <laughs> Their friends will all be making fun of them. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he decided, hey, I got you to three Super Bowls. That's enough. One for each river, Allegheny, Mahogany, and uh, the Clemente, or whatever we said. But, um, well, there you go, 7-7. Seven, seven. It's uh, Ben Roethlisberger Day. And oh, it's just yes. What happened? We're, we're, this, I, I really, I, if nothing else, they're going to be out the Ravens this year. Bet on that. Bet, mm -hmm. bet the over the, I think it's oh. now eight and a half wins for the Steelers. Pisha, I say to that. Definitely, you've got to bet that. <laughs> if the seven, a seven believer or not, you got to go over that total. Um, but yes, the, the, but wait, the, what? The Raven? Oh, oh, your Steelers are eight and a half. Yes. Yeah. The and Ravens the Ra are 11. Yeah. Right. The Ravens will yeah. go under 11. The Steelers will go mm -hmm. over that. And in fact, in the standings, the Steelers will finish above the Baltimore Ravens. The Cleveland Browns, mm. I'm not so sure about, but I do like Odell Beckham. If Odell Beckham has to say, oh, he's running full speed. This is going to be a special year. This is going to be a special year. Keep talking stuff. Keep on talking it up. Only all you're doing, put more pressure on Bake. Bake, the middle-class quarterback. That's what he's go. gonna carry you to the promise line. Baker Mayfield, the middle class QB. That's a, that's what's gonna get it done and uh, get the stink off the Cleveland Browns franchise after all these decades. Consider me skeptical. Well, I am. Uh, I'm gonna use the same logic in picking the Cowboys over nine and a half wins. I think they win the division. The uh, Hard Knocks Cowboys. I'll throw it in there over nine and a half. I know it's a simplistic way to look at it, but. I don't like the other quarterbacks. I really don't. Danny Dimes hasn't proven himself. We don't know anything. We've seen two good quarters out of Hertz. And uh, what are we going to do? Fitz Magic, we know he's good for three games. And then, and then what happens? I'm not sure what the uh, story is or the plan is there. So I'm going to take the, the Cowboys over. Right. 
And I'll tell you something else, Shaq. People, you're going to hear this. I want you to fend them off. Everyone's like, I hear about Washington's defensive unit being the best unit in the NFC East. Well, guess what? They played. They got lucky. They played that Mullins guy on San Francisco. They played Hurts twice. The second time they played him, he played a half, and they gave up. They they gave up the game, that Sunday night game, to screw over the Giants, uh, which was fun. Um, they played Andy Dalton times two, and they played Danny Dimes times two. So let's not get so crazy about this Washington defense. It gets tougher for them, for sure. I know Mahomes is in there. I think they have a. I think they have Lamar. Bunch of good quarterbacks against that Washington unit. So we'll see. I do goes. agree, and you know it's hard to figure because you know the the New York Giants were able to beat Brady's undefeated Patriots. Right. I mean, I. I know people get caught up in the stray hand stuff and everything, but legitimately the fact that they had that defensive front and could heat up Brady for 60 minutes. And obviously they beat the Packers and otherwise uh, on their way there. But so I, it makes you think like, ah, maybe Washington could with, with that as the strength of the entire team. But um, it does feel like the must have item in the NFL right now is like two edge rushers like that. Everybody's talking right. about that, whether, you know, it's Garrett and Jadavian Clowney and what a lot of teams are setting up on that. It does, they're not special because they have that. If you are unique because you have um, you have that going and no one has the answer for that. It's kind of like Lamar Jackson's offense two years ago. Like no one else is doing this. So it's mm-hmm. such a curveball to us to handle. We don't know what to do with it because we have to change our script from what we are, are trying to do, generally speaking. Now I don't think that an offensive coordinator is sitting there like, well, we, 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 we don't play any teams that have two good edge rushers. How, what are we supposed to do with Washington? It's like, yeah, we saw that uh, two weeks ago when we played that yeah. other time. I think they know how to um, handle that. Yeah, let's see them do it two years in a row. That's the thing. I'm with boy, you. Yeah, really, no one stacks up to that Giants team who could rush three and get to the quarterback most time. Like that's such an advantage. It's insane. And I don't but, love. Uh, I don't like yeah. when I'm required to think something's adorable because it because it uh, is marketed as such. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick seems like a legit, genuine, funny guy and everything. Sure. Having fun, being. He should be golfing if he wants to be fun. Right. But, but, well, but, but that's exactly right. See, he could be in our second pairing with Romo. That's now right. we're cooking with gas. The uh, <laughs> exactly Like the right. whole open shirt and the whatever. It's fun. So he's like, I could have been a scrub QB, but now I'm like the main man. So I'm going to have my 15 minutes of fun with this. But the idea that we have to all get excited about Ryan Fitzpatrick, this is going to be the most fun season ever. Like, yeah, not if he throws a bunch of interceptions in mid-October, which he usually usually turns into a pumpkin around, you know, week six or week eight. So have fun, Washington. Or it's the other side, right? Or it's the the, the flash of the pen, the last game of the year where he gets, he knocks the Patriots out of the bye situation, right? You don't know when the lightning's going to catch, you know, but, uh, yeah, he'll have a few good games, but that's not the wild card. Is the wild answer. card in the division is Sal Danny Dimes? You yeah. and Eddie Spaghetti can talk off mm-hmm. air about it if you want and have your fight. But Spaghetti's a believer. I could guarantee you, there's no wild card in that division. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, I said you real nice Tony and easy Romo for 2008, that. You're 50. Now. You're in 50 now. I have to set him up on a tee yeah. for you, so you Thank can you. you can hit him out there. <laughs> that's why I'm your bucket. Hey, the NBA Finals are finally here, and Fanduel. Sportsbook has a championship offer you don't want to miss because during the finals, new users get 30 to 1 odds on either the Suns or the Bucks to win their next game. That means you can win $150 on a $5 bet. Wow. So now we have Suns minus 5.5 over the Bucks, Shaq. You would take the 30 to 1 on the Suns, wouldn't you? And of then course. take the Bucks money line. You can make, you, know, you make it both ways. FanDuel Sportsbook, there are more ways to win. Yes. And when you do win, you get your money. It's a layup. You get paid in as little as 24 hours. Just sign up with promo code extra points to bet the NBA finals with 30 to one odds. Once again, that's promo code extra points to unlock 30 to one odds on either team, the Bucks or the Suns to win their next game. That's exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Let's shift over to hockey. Before you do, I just have to say, sure. I have to implore because we yeah. remember we did that with the Buccaneers. We said, don't wear the red jerseys in the Super Bowl, it'll be an mm-hmm. eyesore for all of us. And they, and they listened to Damashek, the, the uniform, they, they abided by they did. my insight and they were right. And I think everybody realizes it now that Brady looked better wear, winning it in the white Jersey against the red Jersey, Patrick Mahomes. Now my request is 
for the Suns. Don't wear that black getup every game. It doesn't. It. it, it you're going to look back. Trust oh, me. Yeah. Hear me now. Believe me later. I know you think fashionista is like, oh, this is a really cool 2021. It's not going to be cool a decade from now. You're going to look no back. Good. This this title that you're going to win is going to be stained when you look back by like, ooh, that uniform was ugly. It's too bad we didn't have a cool <clears> getup. So, wear wear the nice home whites. Wear wear the purple maybe maybe orange. Just don't wear that all black. Yeah, it's, it, now, it's fine too much so don't don't go down in history as that you don't want chris paul holding up the o'brien trophy in that getup it's not right i get yeah conversely though if you're the bucks let's say it gets to the point you're about to be swept do you wear those garbage blue jerseys you and bonetta were making fun of like well maybe this will distract maybe this is what people remember who did they even beat who did they even beat i think it was the bucks and if you're from wisconsin you're like nope that wasn't us we wear green and people exactly 10 years from now people will be like well yeah it couldn't be the bucks the bucks are green Yes, this is a B-League team. Yeah, you, can't, you don't even see any stars on it because Giannis is out. Yeah, use no it to your advantage. On, no flies on you. Can. You're not senile yet, Sal. Now, thank you. I know you like this hockey, and I want to I give you a little background with this Fox Bet Live, this TV show I'm on, on FS1. So it's me, it's Clay Travis, it's Todd Furman. We play the game. Rachel Bonetta, she was on minus three last week, did a nice job. She is uh, she kind of keeps us in order. She's the Phil Jackson. But we play against each other, Shaq, since July 27th, which is actually is the premier date for extra points. July 27th, we came back and we've gone every weekday. But for one week, we've gone head to head. And if the lightning win the cup, that was one of my futures that the lightning win the cup. I got it at plus 550. If you win a week, you get a free futures bet. I got lucky because. Todd Furman's won 23 weeks to my 14, and then Clay Travis is way behind because he's not good at this or anything, really. So even though he has such a big – there's a big discrepancy in how many wins, weak wins, I've hit the most futures. I've hit the Bucks. I've hit the – well, hopefully the Tampa Bay Lightning. What else did I have? Oh, I had something crazy. I had Mac Jones not going top three. I had all oh, kinds yeah, of right. futures. I've had like five or six futures that won. And Furman's going nuts. If the Lightning beat the Canadians, I'm in first place with like 11 days left and by a lot, by like eleven dollars or $1,200, which is a good amount for, for a handful of mm-hmm. days left. I see. I know where you're going with this. Game five, Tampa Bay minus 230, plus 190 for the Canadians. The degenerate trifecta is all over Tampa Bay, 60-minute line, minus one and a half. I think Harry went minus two and a half. Everybody thinks Tampa's going to close it out. I don't think it's going to be that easy for me. I just know how my luck is, and I think the Canadians force a game six. And then at that point, you and Spaghetti talked about it on minus three yesterday. You know, game six in Montreal, now the pressure is really on Tampa Bay. And game seven, who the hell knows what happens. Go ahead, talk me out of it. Tampa comes out and wins, you think? I don't think it's so easy. I think intellectually that, mm-hmm. yes, the Tampa Bay Lightning come out. I am, I, the, I'm not with Harry. I wouldn't go that aggressive, but I do like the Lightning minus a goal and a half in this one to clinch the cup and finish things off. The Habs merely delayed the inevitable. However, I do think <sighs> it would be not just because it would make you suffer. You've had enough good things already. So it would be funny mm. on that level. But also for this mayor. I the yeah. mayor who who said out loud, said out loud that something to the effect of that she hopes that they lose in Montreal so that they can win it back in ta- that what kind of this is worse than making a Super Bowl shuffle before you get to the Super Bowl video. Mm. I mean, who who puts the stink, who puts the hex on themselves like that? And She's opened herself up to some to some real serious attack ads in the next election cycle if this goes sideways. And in fact, she's already it's already too late. She the attack ad should begin immediately against her. She rooted against the lightning. You know, yes. that's, that's what you do in politics. You take things out of context and you she was rooting against the lightning. Remember that uh, Tampa St. Pete? Um, I guess you don't run right. the mayor of Tampa and St. Pete either. I don't know how it works down there. Anyway. Well, her name her name is Jane Castor, and she doubled up on it, too. She doubled down or doubled up, both up and down. She said, we will win tonight. You know, I didn't mean to oh, get she guaranteed. angry. She, got, she guaranteed a win. 
<laughs> and I, I think they have to remove her from office, even if they lose tonight. She's got to be gone. Right? Replace her with Rachel oh, Nichols. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Just get her out of there. Oh, you got to impeach uh, her. If she, is that what you yes. do with the mayors? Impeach them? Yeah, you got to. If they lose tonight, I'm, I'm with you. I don't like to get so. She's got to be out. I don't like to talk politics on this show, Sal, but I got to step in here and break that rule. If they yeah. lose tonight, yes, that 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 is not too harsh a penalty that she must be removed from office. You can't have that. You can't have uh, a radical like that sitting in the yes. mayor, at the mayoral desk making these decisions. Oh, I'm really rooting for it now. Let's try to get her on, babyface. Uh, win or lose, <laughs> Tampa Mayor Jane Castor. And I think she worked in the police force before this, so she's a uh, she's a tough cookie. But uh, should not have said that. You know, the, Rachel Bonetta did this a few years ago. Big, big uh, Toronto Raptors fan. And she had tickets to game. I don't even know what game it was. But in order for her to see them, her beloved Raptors win at Golden State, which is where she had tickets to the game, they would have had to have lost in Toronto. So she's like, well, I'm rooting for us to lose in Toronto so I could see. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And we, we all told her, like, this is not how it works. No, this is not going to work out that. for you. This has never worked out. Guess what? It worked out. They lost in Toronto. They came back to Golden State, and that's where the Raptors won the title, and she's crying in her seat. I was like, how the hell did this, if I opened my mouth and said that, there is no way one in a thousand times this would work out, and yet it worked for her. I don't know that it works for Mayor Jane Castor. I don't even think, listen, I I don't consider myself somebody who's superstitious, which is which mm-hmm. is weird given what I'm about to say, but I, I cannot help but feel like what not even saying it out loud i can't even allow the thoughts in my brain right. i don't i don't allow myself to complete the sentence the the thought sentence about like i hope that the jets these underdog jets beat the patriots because then it'll right. be an easier because once you request that in your brain even with your heart once your gut makes that uh, makes that call to the sports gods they are angry. You don't get to tell the sports gods what is, you know? And oh, I think it's a 10. I think this is a 10 on uh, screwing with karma, really. This the, is way... Rachel I mean, Bonetta result aside. I think this is a 10. Like, talking about a no-hitter while it's happening is like a 3, I think. Because I went, I don't know, I went almost 40 years. Uh, no, no, we can't talk about this Mets no-hitter. Nothing happened. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to talk about the no-hitter. Because this doesn't work, obviously. And finally, we got one. Johan Santana. Well, we've been pr- it's been proven yeah. that that's yeah. what you're allowed to. Yeah, that was that yes. was a myth that you shouldn't talk about the no-hitter. Because we've proven now that you can talk about it. And it still happens. Yeah. This, this sort of jive, this mayor yeah. jive of requesting how you want your title to happen. Too far mm-hmm. in, in uh, this reporter's book. And uh, this fan is now rooting for... <laughs> To, to see what happens with her and with cousin Sal, if it if the blue Blanc Rouge, I said the Ugh. spaghetti too on minus three. Is there a bigger disparity between two cities uh, in no. a title round? I mean, and in fact, you have Milwaukee versus Phoenix in the NBA. Right, right, right. Now you have Tampa versus Montreal. I don't know. Uh, I do think Montreal and Tampa though both probably connect on uh, on uh, the ubiquity of strip clubs. I think that's what they have. Oh, about. that's probably yeah. it. Tampa yeah. is probably America's. Uh, uh, center of strip clubs if Atlanta isn't and Montreal from what I understand. I think so yeah, yeah. the Stanley Cup itself is going to see things they've not seen in a long time um, yeah one thing <laughs> what from was the mayor, in that this, Stanley this, Cup <laughs> she says lesson learned don't try to be funny when you're the mayor or about sports I never wish that they lost I just said it would be great if we won the Stanley Cup at home which we will do tomorrow evening this is uh, yesterday she said this I don't know. I don't know that she wished that they lost, but she did more than say it would be great if we won. Right? Too late. John Beliveau heard you, and now he's pissed. Yeah. All right, let's get to this game. Now, I have to think, like, Carey Price. Now, you have to figure, is he a hot goaltender right now, or is it the zigzag? Because I was looking at his numbers, and this is one thing that you could, you know, Tampa Bay's better than Montreal. I think every Canadian fan would admit that. But – the hot goalie is something that can't be overcome. So now his last game against Vegas, 37 of 39, he, he stopped. Great. Game one against Tampa, 22 of 27, bad. Game two, 20 of 23, decent. They lost that game. Game four, 24 of 29, bad. Game five, 32 of 34. Are you saying it's the zig? The zig is about to zag? Or are you saying Carey Price is hot right now and stays that way? 
No, I mean, I, I, Kucherov should have ended the game. He hit the post, and they mm. would have celebrated the cup much to the mayor's chagrin, both mayor's chagrin, as it happens. Uh, right. The um, You're betting on, basically, Kucherov to, to not finish again. Um, I, that's a little too specific. But, uh, yeah, intellectually, again, I'll, I'll take Tampa. Now, what I will say is, though, to your point, if – this game and everybody's ready for the big celebration on ice and throwing the gloves up in the full arena and the celebration. You, mm-hmm. if, if the blue Blanque Rouge can get through the first 20 and what if they are up one Oh, and now Carrie Price and now Kucherov's like, man, I I know, end, this, I this cup should have been over. I should have, we should have oh, won this thing man. up in Montreal. And now we got, uh, we got to get, we don't want to go back up there. you, those thoughts, I don't know, the, the mental toughness of athletes, I really think, is, is the differentiator between the, 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 the very best and the really good. Is those guys who are like, I can't think about the situation of like, if we don't do this here, we have to go to Montreal and that'll suck and right. we're really going to be in trouble. And then we're going to have all the momentum. Not, being, not, not, being, not feeling those emotions is what the superstars are able to do, but... Think about that, though. Think about that. I know. Building. I don't want to think about it. That's think what about I'm the saying. Air You're coming saying out of that joint that Montreal's yeah. starting to tighten up in the they neutral zone. They have to go zone. up 2 0. They have to go up 2 0. Now it's minus 245 on the money line for Tampa. What's your pick for game five? I'm taking Tampa. I'm, I'm going to take Tampa, but I just say it would be minus 245. Yep. Yeah. All yep. right. Yep. Okay. If, I do think, though, it's very fun to consider. I, w- I would like to see it. The devil in me. Would be fun to see if uh, at midway through with the Habs with the lead, just to see, just to hear that building go silent. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. All right, Joel. I think you you picked the good points and bad points. We're done here. I think that was a bad point. I don't want nobody wants to see that. Uh, I would love to give Jane Caster the uh, bad point, but first, uh, good point. Watching that NBA Finals game one last night, I I honestly thought, what would Dave think about these Suns jerseys? And uh, that, that is my good point. The, the Cleveland Cavaliers won a championship oh, in the right. black jerseys with sleeves. And every time I see those great highlights of the Cavs winning, I'm like, my God, those jerseys are horrible. Yeah, I hate to, for Sal and me, his, his greatest moment as a Cowboys fan in the last 40 years was when Emmett Smith broke the rushing record, even though nobody considers him the greatest rusher of all uh, time. Yeah. But he did it uh, against the Seattle Seahawks when they were wearing those shiny blue foam mm-hmm. ups. And now every time you see Emmett Smith break the rushing record, it's like, ugh, what terrible uniform <laughs> he had to Good. do it against. And uh, same thing, the Steelers, you know, when they won, uh, when when uh, they beat the Seahawks, they had those same hideous uniforms. So now every time I see the bus winning the Super Bowl and Roethlisberger against first one, I got to look at those terrible uniforms. There's no good. So don't watch it. Don't watch it anymore. Don't watch highlights. I think that's it. Is that the worst point, Joel? Don't watch highlights? It might be. Well, Dave, you, you were also getting my bad point. I'm, I'm okay. sorry to say. Uh, you. The fact that you think Aaron Rodgers cares. This is a man that has gone to Hawaii oh. this summer, is golfing, could has not answered oh. one goddamn question about football yet. Oh. I'm, I'm with Sal. I think he's with the oh. Packers or doesn't play. And uh, I think it's time you pull an Eddie Spaghetti. If you're oh. that confident, it's time to make a bet and not watch a team mm. if you're wrong. All right. I won't watch uh, the Packers. Of Aaron. Well, actually, I can't even make that bet because I have to watch Jordan they Love. Play because the that's what... Well, no, I have to watch Jordan Love for the fascination of how that's going to play out because, as I've told you, Sal, and Joel and Spaghetti and otherwise, the the thing Aaron Rodgers is betting on is he knows that the Packers can't let Jordan Love start. He knows that's that that's a they'll, they'll have they one can, bad year. It, they they can let him play. It, nope. They can go they can go five and uh, twelve. That's not how it goes. That's not how it goes in the NFL. The NFL season to season, and that roster is ready to yeah. win. And they cannot go with Jordan Love. If he goes out there, I mean, maybe he does, and then he renders air. That's the gamble for Rodgers, too. Like, what if the, what if this team is good without me? That's the the scary. I don't even think it gets to that. It I really think Rodgers. I, I guess think, he wants to play golf. He wants to go to Hawaii. He wants to put football in the rearview mirror as much as he can. Then he'd be like, what? It's August. I, I got to start practicing here. If Aaron Rodgers thinks Jordan Love's going to be good. He, he will come back to play because it hurts his legacy. It hurts his reputation. It hurts his ability to move in 2022 to another team, or at least the return. He, the, the, 
I guess he doesn't care what the, the Packers get in return for trading him. But um, the Packers don't have to trade him. So sitting out a year would hurt his his you know marketability too. But don't you year. see he's so catty? If this is really though. a spiteful thing. He's well, catty, I'm saying though. they can both be spiteful. And I know, then, uh, but I if he's if he sitting that. on the sideline and Jordan Love is bad and he's in street clothes, he's he'll have nothing but time to sit there on podcasts right. and otherwise and be like, oh, the Packers, sorry, fans, not my fault. I wanted, to But he can't them. trade himself, right? The Packers have to make the move, right? Like he could he could give up and then he looks like the bad guy and whatever. They're stuck with Jordan Love. That he could do. He could not play, but he really can't force a trade. I think I, that's what it comes he, down to. I, I know, but the, again – the the thing that I if you're the Packers, if you don't trade Rodgers now, the thing people keep saying is what 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 do they get out of trading him now when they could just trade him next you know in the off season? Yeah. They can't use those picks right now anyway. Yeah. If Jordan Love is good though, Sal, yeah. then it makes Aaron Rodgers less valuable on the open market. Like oh yeah, what we saw with our eyes, and people kind of have allowed like. People jump on board with because they, they they think they're friends with Aaron Rodgers, and so they get on board with the player Aaron Rodgers mm. right now. The the general football fan is like Aaron Rod. We're we're in this mode of like justice for uh, for Dame Lillard. He can't be on a bad team. It's not right, you know all that kind right. of crap. Fan friend or, or player friendly kind of attitude from sports fans out there. So people are now feeling a little bit bad for Aaron Rodgers, if um or, or for whatever he deserves to to be liberated from there. He has less value if Jordan Love is good and they don't skip a beat without Aaron Rodgers. Then I don't think so. I don't the, think he has less value. His last game was as an MVP winner. So I don't. I well, don't, oh, I, what, I, what I was going to say, the yeah. thing that I think people have allowed themselves to forget about is what made Gutenkunst and company draft Jordan Love in the first place, which was mm-hmm. that even though they'd gone thirteen and three and went to play San Francisco in the title game, mm-hmm. there was there were there were legitimate doubts about it. anybody who watched him was like yeah Aaron Rodgers is still good he's not as good as he was five years ago and he's it felt like he was on the decline 2020 was uh, a big answer to all of that but right. if you feel like if Jordan Love is like well this hey they're six and oh man they're they're really good no they're they're doing great people will start to say like oh yeah I guess that team is really good and Aaron Rodgers yeah. wasn't the key uh factor in that whole thing and then Maybe. how do you trade him like what, what's what he's not worth at that point, he's not worth on the trade market what he was right now. He's 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 valuable right now. He's the reigning MVP. You can he, maybe it might also be that that division sucks. I mean, to me, that's the big thing. He's eleven and one against the NFC North in the last two years. Like you take that stat, Aaron Rodgers, and take it. You're not going to do that in two years in the AFC West. You're not. You're lucky, I think, to go four and two against that division. Um, as a member of the Denver Broncos, right? If you're replacing Mahomes, it's a different story, but... I know, well, a final thought. I know we're wrapping up here, but, you know, the thing to root for if you have no rooting interest with NFC North and whatever, and Mm. uh, Patrick Mahomes or whatever, you just want to see compelling stuff happen in pro football, we should root for Rodgers to get dealt to the Broncos and have Justin Herbert's Chargers and Cars Raiders, which will be a good offense at, at minimum, and you know Mahomes and the Chiefs, and then well, that's Rogers fun. Yeah, I mean, as a, a Cowboys fan, if I have an uh, an outside shot at the wild card, of course I want Rodgers out of the NFC. Only person right? who doesn't like that is Eddie Spaghetti. Apparently, he likes mediocre teams. He doesn't understand. Really? Who wants to see good? Who wants to see the good players? Who wants to see the good teams? <laughs> well, no one well, wants to see them. Why is that? Spaghetti, you'll that just matter? see the good. They'll be good on another team. That's all, right? Yeah. I just said that I. I, I it, logistically he's not going to move. So I don't put my brain in the scenarios that like Dave puts his brain. So no, you, uh, no, you took it at, you, you went at me for saying, I wish that the high pedigree hockey teams were the ones that made the final four. Well, you, why why do you like that? Well, cause they were, they won the best division in, in, uh, in the hockey this year. So I don't think that's a stretch to say that they're a high pedigree team when they have the best player of the 21st century. Um, and, uh, and, uh, MVP, a former MVP, and Geno Malkin on the team. I don't think that's much of a reach to say that's a high pedigree team. All right, listen. All right, Jim enough. Cunningham. Jim Cunningham wants us to wrap it up. <laughs> oh no, he's not. He's, he's heard enough. <laughs> Still sick that the Islanders beat us. Screw you, Meatball. Minus three Thursday. Listen to Eddie and Dave go back and forth on Tuesday's episode. You have one coming up Thursday with Kevin Hench sidelined with a knee injury. There you go. But uh, just as uh, just as 
of uh, re- really the vitriol even, does even not Even more mean spirited, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Laugh lines with Michael Ian Black is up. That's that was a fun one. Ooh. We have uh, lemon pepper parlay coming up. Lots of good things. Check out extrapoints.com and fade Harry. I think he's 08 and one in his last nine. They give out picks every single day. We will be back. Uh, oh no, we won't be back. This is uh this is Wednesday already. Holy crap. We'll see you next week on extra points. Hopefully we'll have the mayor of uh, Tampa Bay. And um, we'll talk to her. I, I please let it be uh, in a celebratory mood for God's sakes. I can't lose this. <laughs> well, she take your call if they lose. Well, yeah, she's going to have to go into hiding if they lose tonight. So yeah, yeah, I have yeah. a hard time tracking her down. Exactly. A reminder to everyone out there. You may feel like underdogs, but please remember you're all my favorites. <laughs> <laughs>